Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. From Matthew chapter 3. But John tried to hinder him, saying, I have need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me. And answering, Jesus said to him, Allow it now. My sisters and my brothers, as far as I can recall in my life, I have only one time stayed up all night reading a book because I could not put it down. I wanted to, but I was unable. The book is the novel Silence by the Japanese novelist Shusaku Endo. The story is set in the first half of the 1600s, and the Roman Catholic mission in Japan has been subjected to the harshest possible persecution. A Portuguese priest is smuggled into Japan to search out if there are believers left and to try to minister to them. The priest is caught, and he finally commits apostasy by physically abusing an image of Christ as his captors demand. The priest tramples the image of Christ not because he suffered. It's because of the silence, the silence of God. In his jail cell, the priest can hear the moans of Christian lay people who are being hung upside down over pits of filth. And the priest is told, if you renounce Christ then we will release those who are suffering. And the priest cries out for God to do something. But God is silent. The enemies of God are loud and strong, and God is weak and silent. I'm telling you about Endo's novel because I fear we might be tempted to pat John the baptizer on the head. You know how we do it in a kind of a condescending way with people who mean well but who don't get it, who don't see things as we do. There, there, John, I know you've got your views on Jesus, but don't you see, John? He's supposed to be a suffering servant. Don't you see that he's come to take the place of the people as Isaiah 53 clearly indicates? There, there, John, don't you see? I think that John sees better than we do. Because in a way, the baptism of the Lord should be very difficult for us to appreciate, very hard for us to adore. John sees what we glibly overlook. What does he see? John sees the way things actually are. He has the eyes of a prophet. John sees the religious leaders of his people who are no better than serpents. He sees the great mass of churchgoers of his day, and he knows they are deluded, deceiving themselves, and heading for judgment and death. John sees the world as it is, broken, rebellious, and stained with filth. What is, um, <clears throat> what is our world like? Well, you could go on and on, I suppose. We know it's a world in rebellion against God and that even we ourselves, although we have the first fruits of the Spirit, far too often participate in that rebellion. Do we actually see how strong and loud 
the evil is. Two years later, hundreds of thousands of lives in Southeast Asia are still shattered by the tsunami about which we have forgotten. In the United States, every year, 10,000 third trimester abortions occur. Invisible Christendom, apostasy, and skepticism and idolatry rule in many seminaries and denominations under various labels, inclusive theology or historical studies, and they are leading people to hell. And in churches that still teach right doctrine, the Missouri Synod, for instance, apathy reigns and backbiting and suspicion and indifference. And here on our campus, this School of the Prophets, it's not hard to find ambition or pettiness or whatever. Do not pat John the Baptizer on the head. See the world the way he sees it. And if you do, then you will have trouble with the baptism of Jesus. You see, because of the way the world is, one thing is crystal clear, that God needs to do something. And what is even more clear is that God has promised that he would do something. You see, John knew that. John read his Bible. He knew the great hope of Israel. He knew the cry of Isaiah, Oh, that you would sunder the heavens and come down. God, come down and do something. Overthrow the evil. Reclaim your world. Do something. And now God has sundered the heavens. And he has come down to do something. But like this, the water is filled with sin. The sin of all those sinners that went down into the water to be baptized. And God has come down. And all he does is get down there in the water with the sinners. As Eric Herman proclaimed so eloquently yesterday, Jesus' baptism means that he has come to be baptized, baptized with the fire of God's judgment himself. And that's all well and good, but can't God see? People are still dying. Evil is still strong, and it looks like it's winning. It really does. John was bothered by Jesus' baptism precisely because he could see. Jesus gets baptized and nothing changes. Can we see? Weakness and lowliness and servanthood aren't getting it done. Evil is noisy. And God so often seems to be silent. John points his prophetic finger at his world and ours and says, look. And John has a problem with Jesus' baptism. But God is not silent. Jesus speaks to John. John, allow it now. I know that it's hard. I know that it doesn't look right. I know the evil better than you do. But John, allow it. Allow me to go the way of humility, the way of standing with sinners, the way of the cross. I know it's strange, John. 
But you have to trust me. It's God's way. And so it's fitting for me to go down with the sinners and stand with them. It's the Father's way. And so it's fitting for me to win by losing. To give you life by giving up mine. And John allowed him. Is this really God's way? (laughs) Look, the Spirit comes down upon him. He is Isaiah's anointed servant. Look, the heavens are opened to him and the Father's voice speaks. This is my beloved Son. With such a Son, I am well pleased. Dear friends, God's way to deal with sin and evil is through opposites. The opposite of what we think. And very often, the opposite of what we want. In our better moments... We want evidence that God is being honored, that God's will is being done, and that God's reign is coming here on the earth as it is in heaven. And yes, from time to time, God might give us such visible evidence. But what he has chosen to do, and what he certainly will do as he pleases, is to use a message about a man who conquered your sin by going down into it. A king who ruled by letting other people crucify him. A master who calls all who follow him to carry a cross and deny themselves and go out into the world to labor even when it doesn't look like God is doing a thing. We cannot downplay the evil And we must not force God's hand to act in any way other than through the baptized and crucified Jesus and the gospel about him. This is God's son. This is God's way. This is the gospel. And this is hard. How can I... How can you possibly enter into that kind of opposite living, that kind of vulnerable ministry into a life like that. You may do it today. God, do something. (laughs) Change me. Come into my life. Fill me. Do something. He will. When you come up here, and you kneel, and you eat, and you drink. And part of us says, God, couldn't you do it in some other way? And he knows it's hard. And he says, allow it now. The day will come when I will act in power, but now allow it and trust my promise. The Spirit of God came upon Jesus and filled him. Jesus now pours out that same Spirit upon you and all believers. And only the Spirit of God can quiet our fear and cause us to hear and believe Jesus' words. Allow it. This is my way. Trust me to work in weakness and lowliness. Follow me into that life of service. Brothers and sisters, the Spirit is here now, offering you faith 
as you come to the table, not to the silence, but to the voice of God for you. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.